Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name's Matt. My sperm's dumb. I'm Dory. Married to Matt. Yep, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, honey, it's yes. time for some updates. If people are not Patreon supporters. Yeah, those of you who are Patreon supporters. You're like, old news. Yeah, you are You are up to date on, on the news front. Um, but the rest of you are not. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, guess what? We um, went to Dr. Beck, but before that, we got a phone call that uh, we are going to get to in a second as soon as I do this business. Oh. What we call the uh, industry a tease. Uh, don't forget to leave your Apple Podcast reviews. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. You know, there's also there's a pregnancy and children offshoot that I'm I'm noticing now has over has almost nine hundred members. That's bananas. Yeah. Uh great job over there, everybody. I'm I hope you're enjoying your offshoots. Mm-hmm. We'd like just one offshoot. Come on. Uh all right. That's the Facebook group, Excellent Adventure. Our website uh, is excellentadventure.com and you can go to our Patreon page and go to patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. $5 a month gets you one bonus episode a month. Uh, $10 will get you both bonus episodes a month. You would also get your name read here at the end when we're thanking everybody. Uh, lots of uh, good stuff over there. We do podcasts and then when we're in the midst of a cycle or something, you guys hear it first because we never go to appointments on Sundays. Our Twitter handle is excellentpod. Our email, mattanddory at gmail.com or dorianmatt at gmail. And that phone number, if you want to leave a voicemail, uh, is 413-461-BABY. Good job, honey. And we are in the body of the show. Woo. So, guess what? What? We are really kicking ass right now. We have... No embryos <laughs> from this round. Wow, that was a, was that weird? Was yeah. that was that not a good? Well, uh, you got you probably got people excited for like half a second. Yeah, and you I just want deflated them, them to know how we felt when the phone rang. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. Uh, look, I know, guys, you're, you're you're probably having a hard time processing all of this. Dory Guess what? So had, are we. Dory and I have had more time to process it. <laughs> we um, had a few days. Yeah, you really did it, honey. What do you mean? You processed it. Congratulations. Did I? No, you haven't. You're taking this one particularly not great. Yeah. Which is completely understandable. I'm not taking this one too great. Yep. And uh, so I've decided to start fattening Dory up by yeah. secretly placing cake I just in opened the, the fridge. fridge and there's a box from Susie Cakes. I'm like... What's the Susie Cakes box? Matt's like, that's for you. It is. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, anyway, what do we say here? We got a phone call on Tuesday, no, Wednesday. Wednesday? Yes, Wednesday. Uh, I want to say it was around five o'clock. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. No, it was like four four fifteen. I waited a little bit before I told you because I was torn. I was like. Do I want, like, 
should I wait till he gets home? Should I ruin the rest of his day? And then there's no ruining. And then finally, I was like, I'm gonna tell him. Yeah. Um, because Doctor Beck called me, which I appreciated. She didn't want me to get an email from the lab that was just like, meh, 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 you have no embryos. Yeah. Or you pop open the portal. Yeah, and it's just like zero right in your face. She was... Zero in your face! (laughs) She was pretty bummed. Yeah, she was. I agree with that statement. She was not expecting this result. She, I gotta say, and I tried to warn her not to get her hopes up. I know. As I try to say to everybody. Well, I tried to warn her not to get her hopes up. (laughs) Even I did. Um... And yeah. then she was like, I'm so sorry. I wanted to, I wanted you to hear it from me and, you know, just take some time and I've canceled your appointment for tomorrow. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, we still have embryos. Like we can transfer those. Get the show on the road. And she was like, Oh, Kelly Beck. And then she like, didn't have our old records in front of her. And she was like, wait, let me call you back. <laughs> and then <laughs> a few minutes go by and she calls me back and she's like, Oh yeah, you do have, she was like, you have two normal embryos. I'm like, no, we don't. We have one normal and one mosaic embryo. And she's like, I'm going to, she's like, I'm going to have to talk to the lab when they get in tomorrow. Cause it says here two normal. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure one of them's not normal. And then she's like, and I was like, okay, so we'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, come in tomorrow. Okay. And we can, we can figure this out. Uh, so yeah, Dory got, Dory called, texted me. And uh, I left work. We were in the middle of breaking a terrific little Grease uh, episode. Ooh. You know, it's Grease week at uh, my Broadway dance class this coming week. Grease is uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, I believe. Grease is the word. The Grease sing-along is at Should the we Hollywood go? Bowl. No. Okay. Um, what if it was Saturday and I went without you because you were gone? That would be weird. I was just by myself. I was like, well, sorry, I wanted Dory to come, but... And you sang like every song. Yeah, know? I love all of them. <laughs> and you were dressed like my favorite's "Beauty School Dropout." I would have dressed as Frankie Valley. That is a good in song. That dream sequence. Did you watch Grease live? No. You know the the oh. on TV. Uh, I did not. Well, I saw a little bit of it. Very impressive. We're talking about Grease. It's very strange. <laughs> anyway, back to <laughs> our embryos. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so I left work and uh, came home, and we. We and I was sad. Of course, we talked about it, and then we decided that we're getting a divorce. Everybody, this is our announcement: we're each going to find sperm and eggs that work. You know, then divorce those people and come back into the marriage with good sperm and eggs. Weird that you would joke about that. Why is that a thing people do? No, but like get divorced. It's. People get divorced because of the stress of infertility. Oh, not us guys. We're in this long haul. I was reading today about a YouTube couple that, that announced their divorce on YouTube. Oh. It seemed to do great for their numbers. I was trying to just boost their numbers. Oh. You're really like faking out the audience today. Leave a comment. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Should Dory <laughs> Smash that like button. Don't forget to hit the bell icon. It'll alert you when more divorces are happening. Anyway, uh, look. Matt's just going out of his way to depress me today. Oh, was that it? I thought you were enjoying this time together. This joking about divorce. It's hilarious. Uh, I we're joking about YouTube people, but yeah, sure. Honey, 
I'm sorry. It's so funny. You're stuck with me and Bo and some guitars. What if I just sold your guitars when you weren't looking? You would be, I guarantee you, not the first wife to do that. <laughs> um, anyway. Look, if we can get like fair market value for them, I wouldn't be that mad. Okay. Depending on which ones it were. <laughs> well, if we get divorced, I can sell the engagement guitar. Please. Mm, okay. Anyway. What a weird discussion now. Yeah. Well, Dory, you, why are you bringing up divorce? You made it weird. This is now you this made is, it weird with Pete Holmes. I wish it was not. <laughs> and I'm glad it's not. Um, so we guys, went in we to kidding, see... We're kidding about divorce. That's not happening. But what is happening is the fact that we had a very sad uh, Wednesday evening where we found out that we had nada. So then next morning, as Dory's saying... We went to CFP... We saw Dr. Beck. She reiterated how surprised she was. Um, and also, just to like pile it on, I have a leftover follicle from last month that's just hanging out there. That was probably going to be the one that worked. No, it's too small. Oh, it's still too it's small? It's still too small. Like it's still, it's like big enough to be a problem and not big enough to have been able to be mature. It's only 14 right now, like oh, okay. way late. So she's like, I don't want to start a transfer cycle when you still have this thing. So we have to wait. I'm just like, can one thing go our way? Like just one? Um, I think the answer is like literally no. Look, we had... Uh We've had some downs and some downs and occasionally downs. Someday there'll be an up. Will there? I don't know. Like, hey, we're th- both, that's the thing. Like, we're both the, healthy. Like, infertility is not like the stock market or the real estate market. Right. There's no average. And there's also like, like, if you're in a downturn in the stock market or the real estate market, like, it's going to go up eventually. You know what I mean? Yes, but that's not true with this stuff. It might not. It might not ever turn our way. Then it's just up to us to make life work for us in the way that in which we have to live it. What? <laughs> There's a lot of prepositions in this I sentence. Know. Um. Yeah. Look, I mean, we still have we have an embryo to transfer. Uh, we try that, and then obviously. We then discuss what we put as the poll options for Patreon listeners to vote on for our next phase <laughs> of IVF. Oh, and here's the other thing we Whether learned in this appointment. A, donor sperm. B, donor egg. C, adopt an embryo. D, walk quietly into the ocean. What about Bo? Leaving all of our earthly possessions to be liquidated for Bo's care. Okay. Bo, you're going to be fine. Um, we'll give him to Mary Jane. She's a cat. Um, it's Bo. That's true. She can leave her cat in <laughs> her, her apartment and she can come live here. Oh, okay. Um, here's another thing we learned in this appointment with Dr. Beck. That second embryo is not mosaic what is happening can you believe it listeners it 
and it's also not normal. Oh, no. You thought we got good news. Nope. Again, we got bad news. We, sorry, we got, she, she says, she's like, oh, no, it's not mosaic. It has a deletion on the long arm of chromosome two. No one knows what that means. So I did some Googling. Would you like this piece of paper? Will that help you? Is that part of what you Google? Um, yeah. Well, okay. So if you are born with a chromosome two, a long arm of chromosome two deletion, you're going to have some problems usually, including developmental delays, intellectual disability, behavioral problems, and distinctive facial features. Like what? Like cool features now that being said like a like a scar on your cheek uh sure thank you um that being said you could also not have those issues i was reading there was another thing i i was supposed to print maybe it didn't print but basically okay so i found this study and they were looking at embryos with chromosome deletions and there is the Agilent Array platform that can also be linked to the OMIM gene map and phenotype database, which contains the most updated gene map information of human chromosomes. From this database, it is possible to look into the exact location and size of each deletion. Okay. And scientists can also find the genes in the deleted region in each chromosome and their phenotypes, which basically means they could theoretically figure out which genes were actually deleted from this chromosome. They might be harmless. They also could be who not is the, harmless. Who is going to figure this out and how? The uh, Agilent Microarray Platform. Is that a person? No. Is that a scale on which they look for these things? Like, what is that? Well, I think that's a, it says. I guess what I'm saying is, is this a situation where we'd mail that embryo off in a, in a, in a self-addressed stamped envelope? Well, it says it's been used for prenatal diagnosis in human clinics. That sounds like has, they were dealing with more tissue. To but it has not from. been applied to human PGS. They did the first study with this. Um. And they further link these chromosomal deletions to the gene map and phenotype database to investigate if these deletions are clinically significant, paying particular attention to the known clinical significance of the CNVs related to developmental delay and or intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. Now, the takeaway from this study was don't transfer embryos with chromosomal deletions. Okay. <sighs> so I think that's where we're at. Yeah. So buckle up, everybody. We have... Well, although they do say... Oh, geez. Say, Here she goes. The embryos with chromosomal deletion revealed by DNA microarray, microarray should not be transferred to the patients or further gene map and or phenotype seeking is necessary before making a final decision. Right. So that's asking for another biopsy. Yes. Of a embryo that is... Correct. Not that many cells... Yes. So, no. What do you mean, no? Doing another biopsy? I don't think you can do a biopsy again. You can. You can re-biopsy. Oof. Thought and then re-biopsy. And then freeze it again? Mm-hmm. This thing, if it's not having problems, by the time we're done with this, 
you know, it's going to have problems. You don't know that? It's like reheating a pizza. It's oh never going to be as You're good. You're right. It's, it's never like going to be as good. reheating a pizza. It's not like reheating a pizza. Anyway, I was going to send this paper to Dr. <laughs> Beck. See what she has to say for herself. You are just out of control today. I am not out of control. Dr. Beck was like, I will transfer this embryo. And then I was like, have you ever transferred an embryo with a chromosomal deletion before? And she said, no. Of course she said no. Why would she do that? But she's going to do it with us. You're asking for it. You're the patient. She, she can say no. She said, we don't know enough to know. Yeah. So it could be fine. And it also could be a problem. Right. So of course she's going to say yes. Cause you're asking as the patient. What? No, of course she's not necessarily going to say yes. I think if there's no harm to you, then she is impl- obliged Listen, to say yes. Listen, I would like to hear from some genetics counselors or some people who know more about this than I do with my Dr. Google. Please take Google away from her. Don't take Google away from me. It's all I have. I don't think that Dory should be Googling these things. Why not? It's always what we, it's what we tell other people. Like when you have these things and you start going into Google holes... You find all the worst information possible because mm-hmm. that's going to be at the top of the search results because mm-hmm. that's the most viewed stuff is the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course it's going to be skewed that way. I'm just feeling very despondent about the whole situation. Yes, I know. But I think thawing and biopsying and thawing and biopsying a, an embryo is not... Uh, Not the, the, the best course of action here. Okay, but you're not a doctor. You don't know. I know. I'm not a doctor, but I could be one. I would just need a bachelor's degree in pre-med. Then I'd need to get accepted to medical school. Then I'd have an internship and a residency. I could be a doctor. <laughs> It'll just take a while. It'll take 10 years. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll be a doctor by the time I'm 44. What kind of doctor would you be? Is there a boob doctor? Yeah. Done. That's it. That's my specialty. Wow. What? I've got him. You could open a breast imaging center. Nice. (laughs) You seem... I can't tell if you're being like more cavalier about this because i'm very despondent you yeah feel like we you can't have both to... we can't both take this role okay so but how are you really feeling like a cool dude no you're not yeah uh look i don't know what we're doing next uh so like and i don't think we're gonna have any answers for a, a while on what we're doing next because we have to wait for a lot of different things we have this thing, this 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 fucking. I, I don't like this. I don't like when technology advances to the point where we need more technology. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's like five years ago, they don't pick up this chromosome two long arm deletion, right? And they just look at this embryo, and go, "It's a normal embryo, throw it in." But now it's like, well, we saw this thing. Well, now we have to figure out what that is. So now we have to wait for technology to catch up before we can do the thing. And then, you know, five years ago, we just gone in. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm, that's true. It's one of the things I don't care about science. It's when it like advances to the point of it needing to advance more. Mm. I I hear you. So if you're a if you're if you're a genetic counselor and you'd care to counsel us genetically, 
write us. Yeah, we need some we need some advice. <laughs> write us at Dorian Matt at chromosome two deletion what the hell dot net dot or a, dot xyz dorian at gmail.com anyway so that's yeah that's uh that's sort of uh are we missing anything on this update with people um you're depressed i'm not surprised i also i mean it's been a very strange couple of weeks for me so i don't like i've been everywhere on the uh roller coaster of emotions so I don't know. I don't know if it's sunk in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Look, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm just, I'm honestly, genuinely glad that there are people out there who are listening to this who will eventually help us decide what we're doing next. Okay. Because I don't really know that we'll ever make a decision. Yeah. So... So should I have not been Googling egg donation in the Czech Republic? No. Oh, okay. Would you have to go to the Czech Republic? Yeah. That's not happening. Why not? Because you're Israeli. You'll get like taken by someone who doesn't like you. I have an American passport. I'm an American citizen. I was born in America. Oh, okay. So that's the only passport I'm going to find of yours. Okay. Yep. Great. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. What else is going on? <laughs> You're acting like the Czech Republic is like Saudi Arabia. Well, look, I don't know what kind of enemies your father made in textiles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Textiles? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's safest for you to stay in this country for a, at least another four weeks until this becomes unsafe, which it already <laughs> is getting close. I mean, good thing my dad is a naturalized citizen. Oh, my God. I know. They'd deport him in a second. They'd be like, no one should spend this much time in a gym. (laughs) At your age? (laughs) Sir. Uh, He's turning 73. Yep. He doesn't look a day over over 63. I mean, he's just uh, really cranking it out over there. Lots of reps, very slowly. Yeah, that's his secret. He likes to dilly-dally. He does like to dilly-dally. He does the work, but he dilly-dallies. I mean, he's there for three hours. Yep, three hours. He gets probably one rep in of everything. (laughs) I hope to one day uh, be at the gym as long as your father with his little to-do during the day. (laughs) That's the real dream. To retire. Should we read an email? Yes. Great. This is from Darlene, longtime listener and Patreon supporter. Oh, Thank Dar. you, Darlene. She calls herself Dar. Thank you, Dar. Uh, recently did my first FET with a PGS tested 5AA embryo. What does that mean? It means it was graded very highly. Sure. Okay. I got a positive pregnancy test, but learned two days later that it was a chemical pregnancy. Ugh. Been there. My first HCG reading was 52.7, and my second reading was 30. Mm, that's a bummer. Dory, I believe Sorry. you had a similar experience. Well, my first, my first beta was, was six. Four? <laughs> I thought it was four. So, and, but then it kept doubling. Like it, it kept, did. It kept being mean and doubling. Yeah, it just like wouldn't stop, and then finally I was like, all right. Okay. I think I remember you doing a mock cycle after the transfer. If so... 
Was that an ERA? It was um, an EFT, endometrial function test. Mm-hmm. And I did it after my first transfer when I didn't get a chemical. I got a nothing, mm-hmm. nothing implanted. Mm-hmm. And that was when they found that I had a uterine septum. But they had fixed that before my second transfer. <sighs> That's annoying. Yep. Anyway. There's a lot we that's just annoying. just flushed an embryo down the toilet because yep. they didn't look. Yep. Thanks, Doc. It wasn't Dr. Beck. Uh, I tried to go back to the episode, but I wasn't able... Any ideas what the episode number was? Uh, it would have been around... Um, Probably like in the 30s. Pretty, wasn't that earlier? Because it was a year ago. It was almost exactly a year ago. Well, there you go. So it's probably in the 30s. Yeah. Let's check that out. Dory writes very good descriptions. We do not great titles, but they're very good descriptions. So hopefully you can just check one of those 10 episodes. Uh, my doctor says he won't do an ERA because that is only for implantation failure. But I feel like I remember hearing about people getting a test done after chemical pregnancies. Well, she feels like that. I did it because of implantation failure. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I did it because of implantation failure. So that's uh, all I can say. That's all you can say. Did your doctor recommend any changes in protocol for future transfers? Mm. Well, we've we've done plenty of changes in protocol, but just that's not based on transfers. That all that's all been on the retrieval side of yeah things yeah of protocols my doctor is putting us on baby aspirin and longer and a longer dose of steroids for our upcoming transfer in july so hard to remain optimistic through all this right now all i'm looking forward to is the valium i get on transfer day wish you the best thanks for making mondays bearable dar dar i'm I'm glad that someone involved with this podcast's mondays are bearable Um, anything to say to that? Um, good luck. Look, good luck. look on the bright side. You, you've, you've made some good embryos. Yep. So you've got stuff to transfer. Yep. You know, how many rounds did it take you? Think about that. Yep. If it took you more than five, I apologize for asking you that question. But if it took you less than five, you're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, us on the other hand, there's gotta be some people out there with some leftover embryos. Write us, mail them in. Was that weird? Yep. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Forget I said that. I didn't say that. I mean, if you guys are like really attractive and you have leftover embryos. Oh, I don't care how attractive <laughs> they are. Just as long as they're not the size of Matt. Anyway. Um, That's not nice. I would not want to put someone through this. You know what it's like trying to not go to the bathroom on a plane? Just so you don't bother the people next to you. Do you know what it's like trying to struggle every single morning because it's, um, I don't actually struggle anywhere. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Um. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Here's an email from Becca. Dory, would you like to read an email today? Sure. You are, you're, there you go. Um, remember last week we were asking about children who were the products of donor eggs or donor sperm? Yes. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm not the product of donor sperm or eggs, but I wanted to recommend... Next email. <laughs> another podcast for Victoria. If These Ovaries Could Talk is a podcast about non-traditional baby making, mostly within the LGBTQ community. There are several episodes featuring the grown children of LGBTQ folks, so there were donors involved, and they speak about their experiences. Every episode is amazing, but the ones that most specifically apply to Victoria's questions are... Emma has two moms and viral sensation Zach Walls talks about his two moms and his bid for Senate. 
uh, did she the who wrote this email becca becca did becca say viral sensation yes or is that how he's described uh, I, it looks like it looks like that is the name of the episode oh, okay viral sensation zach walls talks okay. about his two moms and his bid for and that's on that's that's on them <laughs> that's on them um we actually got a couple voicemails about this, so I would like to play one if that's okay. I mean, it certainly is okay with me, and I hope the audience is ready. Okay. I would check your volume. It's checked. Great. Let's go. Hey, this is Kim from Ohio. I am uh, calling in regards to the person who sent the donor signal out. Um, my story isn't super related, but I figured I'd share it anyway. Um, my mom, I'm 25, so my mom had me 25 years ago at 35, and she essentially did it the old school way. She knew she wanted to be a single mom. Um, that's the path she wanted to take in life, so she literally just asked a friend to pretty much knock her up. Um, so, therefore, I don't have, like, this super close relationship with my father, we see each other maybe once a year. Um, I don't, I've never asked like what involvement he had in the beginning. I have seen pictures of him holding me, but I know it wasn't like super in-depth relationship. Um, so essentially he was just a donor and, um, yeah, it was definitely interesting, but I would never have changed my childhood for a minute. My mom was amazing and she had a lot of support from her sisters, so I grew up with my aunts and my grandma. Um, I feel like it would have been weirder to not know who my dad was, though. Um, so I know, I think you were looking for the other way around, maybe donor egg, but I just wanted to share my story. It's pretty crazy, and it is interesting to tell when people ask about my dad or something like that. It's a pretty fun story, but... I just wanted to share. Hope it helps. Um, Matt and Dory, I hope we get good news next week. Oh, no. Oh, no. We did not get good news. But. No, we didn't. That's a great story about a boner donor. (laughs) Is that what they're called? Boner donors? I've decided that's what they're called. Oh, okay. I mean, she said the old-fashioned way. She did. So. So I think she means the sex way. I mean, the the sort of old-fashioned way, I think, is the turkey baster. Yeah. And then the the old-fashioned way is the boner donor. Yeah, so we have um, another email sort of along these same lines uh, from Jen. The email from a listener about using a donor egg caught my attention. Uh, There's a whole, uh, she said, I'm not a regular listener, so I don't know if you've discussed it or not, but there's a whole segment of parents. Hang on. What's this person's name? Jen. Jen, I love that you're popping in and out of an IVF podcast. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Why not? Uh, There's a whole segment of parents using ART and donor eggs and or sperm, the queer community. I have a 15-year-old son with my ex-partner. I was the birth mom, and we used a sperm donor, and the process of getting pregnant was not easy for me, but that's another story. Winky face. Oh, boy. The donor we picked was anonymous. Some banks allow you to find out who the donor was when they are 18. But there is a site called DonorSiblingRegistry.com where you can find other children from the same donor. Oh, that's interesting. I recently found two other families with daughters around my son's age who use the same donor. I spoke with him about whether he was interested in getting in touch. And frankly, he didn't really care. (laughs) (laughs) Among other kids of donors, their experiences vary. Some are interested in knowing who the donor was and others don't care at all. 
I haven't heard of any child traumatized by the experience. To get a donor, we had to go see a therapist to discuss any potential issues or concerns. Strangely enough, my younger sister is now pregnant using a donor egg and her husband's sperm. She's 43, and they started trying to get pregnant a couple of years ago and had two miscarriages. They were pretty much told that, yeah, her eggs were just old, and the donor egg route was the best option for them. Anyway, wanted to share my two cents and hope it helps. Thanks for sharing your story and being so open about a topic that doesn't get discussed nearly enough. Best, Jen. Thanks, Jen. That is good information. I like that I her like son was son just like, care. yeah, he was like, meh. Um, this bores me, mother. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, we, we have another voicemail about this. I'll be this. playing Fortnite, mother. <laughs> You think he calls her mother? And he plays Fortnite. Oh, okay. He's a cool kid. <laughs> um, we have another voicemail. This is a two-part voicemail. Mama, that's boring. Oh, now he speaks with a British Mama, accent? <laughs> I don't care. Mama. What is happening? I'm going to row. <laughs> row? <laughs> he rows a boat. Oh, okay. I'm going to the Thames, mother. <laughs> That's what, I think that's what that, I think I just summed up that family dynamic. You really nailed it, yep. honey. All right. Uh, this is a two-part voicemail. That means it's at least six minutes. That means it's long AF. And okay. the content is... Donor. Related. Related. Okie dokie. Here Ready? we go. Hi, my name is Basha, and I'm calling in to answer your donor signal. Um, first of all, I was really excited to hear this person ask yeah, this caller of yours asked this question, like, how do donor-conceived now adults but kids feel about being donor-conceived? Because um, I feel like people are always trying to make these decisions about how to fit their families without just asking people and listening to people who have gone through this and what's part of their life story and their identity. So good for your caller. Um, super excited about that. Nice. And also good for you guys for putting the word out there. We um, so my story is that I'm 32 years old, so a little bit old to be donor conceived, but um, I have two moms and they were trying to get pregnant back in 1985, I was born in 1986, and they went to their midwife um, and their OBGYN, who were basically like, I think the only practice in Boston who was giving sperm to lesbians, uh, <laughs> so thank you. And um, Boston. they got uh, fresh sperm and did just like an at-home procedure super DIY. I literally grew up thinking that my parents made me with a turkey baster. <laughs> um, now that I'm an adult lesbian myself, I know that you use a little syringe because my partner is seven months pregnant. And that's I disagree. I, I thought I was but, a turkey baster um, still. I grew up thinking I would never, ever, ever know my donor. And for me, that was the problem. And there are a lot of donor kids who have spoken out about this. I've spoken mostly and heard mostly from people who use sperm donation, but I think it's the same either way. Um, and obviously like finding someone who is conceived by a donation is a better way to answer that. But I think most people just want information. And if you can't find uh, sperm or egg donor kids to answer that question, certainly adoptive kids are a good stand-in. Like people just want information about where they came from. So I felt incredibly disempowered and really, really like, I don't know, traumatized is like a strong word, but like it caused me a lot of pain to feel like I would never know. And, um, when I was 28, I kind of, like, reapproached the midwife, and she got me in touch with my donor, and that was mostly all I needed. Like, 
we have an ongoing relationship, but it's very hands-off. We're not super close. What I needed from him wasn't any kind of paternity. I just needed to, like, know he was out there and know who he was and, like, find out that he was Irish and, like, that maybe I'm cluttered because he's a hoarder and, you know, things like that. And he's been really generous, and he introduced me to his kids. And in the time since then, I used 23andMe and found two of my donor siblings. And really, like, relationship to relationship, it varies how much contact we have, but some of those connections are incredibly rich and meaningful. And um, one of my donor siblings and I actually have the same birthday when you're off. So anyway, all this to say, like, good for you for reaching out. Hi, this is Basha, who was answering the donor signal. Sorry, I got cut off. I guess I'm a little too long-winded. But I was just wrapping up to say... Basha, um, you're fine. Like... Good for everybody who's trying to get the answer to this question from people who have lived it. I think that's really wonderful. And um, my happy ending, (laughs) which is corny to say, is that I just got married a few weeks ago, and, like, my sperm donor and both of my kids and both of my donor siblings, um, who also have two moms, they were all at the wedding. Oh. And just, like, my having access to that. That's amazing. It was so important, and if I had known my whole life that I would – I think I would have been fine. Um, the other thing is that you can't technically promise that someone will have access to their donor because their donor could go MIA. They could change their mind. They could unfortunately pass away. So you never want to make a false promise to your kids. You just want to say exactly what's true. So, like, here's what we'll be able to give you when you turn 18. Here's the most and here's the least, and this is what we hope for you. Um, and my last thing is that my partner is seven months pregnant right now, and Knowing what I know and based on my experience and, you know, other factors too, um, we used to know donors. So our kid is going to have, like, a donor that they can, you know, text to get ice cream with when they're 10. And that's something I feel really, really, really happy about. It just, like, means a lot to me. So good luck to your listener. Good luck to you guys. Um, sorry to be long-winded. And uh, feel free to connect anyone to me directly. Um, I've emailed you before anonymously, but my name is Basha. I'm sure you can find me in there. Okay, bye. Well, there you go. Wow. I love that her donor siblings were at her wedding. Uh, yeah, it just seems like one big happy donor family. Yeah. What do you say? What is the correct term for that? I don't know. A lot of half siblings running around there. there a lot of half siblings. So that's it. That's um, Thank you, Sasha. I love that story. How would you feel about using a you known? Just call her Sasha. Yeah, is her name Basha? is Sasha. Oh, it's Basha. Yeah, it's Basha. Oh, sorry, Basha. Jeez. I heard Sasha. Dory. Well, you know, I only had one ear. That's true. So, in fairness to Dory, we do have a broken pair of headphones. Thank you. She's using the broken pair. Um, how would you feel about using a known donor? We've talked about this. Mosier. Yeah, we've talked about getting Scott Mosier's uh, sperm. And that, that I think that would be, that would, you know, we'd have to check with Alex, obviously. Yeah, and the dogs. Um, yep. Buddy might have a problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm very jealous. Yeah. Also, I'm not entirely sure that Scott ever actually said okay. <laughs> I think he only sort of said okay. I think he was sort of like, uh, all right. <laughs> Look, I mean, you get that uh, Nordic blood. Mm-hmm. You know, what about donor eggs? What about a known donor egg? Great, let's do it. Who's egg? I don't know who's egg. Regina Spector. She's too old. Damn. She's like my age. She just had a kid, though. Well, I think uh, she's too old. Uh, okay, Bo. Do you know anyone? 
No. Nope. know anyone. Can't we just like uh, steal one from your sister or is that too weird for you? Yeah, I guess we could ask my sister to do a... Karen, hit it up. Do an egg retrieval for let us. us. Let us know. <laughs> if you're done using our mother. Uh, <laughs> Dorian Matt at Gmail. <laughs> you can email us. Write us in. You can write in anonymously. Whatever. Uh, I mean, we'll have to. We'll explain a lot of what IVF is to you. You know, it's a big process, and we'll help you through it. Well, since you've been listening to the podcast, you, you probably, probably know all about probably it. Probably know all about it. Anyway, um, that'd be so weird. Would it? If we had, we were there was a child running around that was Karen and my baby. Yeah, that'd be real weird. Would it? Don't you think it'd be weird? I don't know why I turned to like Bo for an actual <laughs> answer from him. <laughs> my sister is a lot more normal than I am. No, none of you are normal. It's the beauty of the Shafrirs. She's she's not as moody as I am. Yeah, our child would be a lot less moody. Yeah weird this is a weird discussion <laughs> to even, to even, to even okay who, who who else who do i know they have to be under 35 oh god that's gonna be a problem and ideally i think they want them to well actually i don't know i i i think i think maybe ideally they want them to have had a child but actually that might not be true i might be completely making that up i don't know um, yeah. Do you know any like cool 22 year olds? I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone under 50. I know. We don't know any young people. <laughs> we don't know any youths. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's what we should do really is we'll take, uh, an egg from Karen mm-hmm. and we'll, uh, and Mosier sperm, Mosier sperm. <laughs> and then we will uh, have Allison carry the baby. Oh, that's what a, genius. What a dream. What a dream. We are out of the picture completely. Yep. None of us need to be involved. We'll just check in. <laughs> Here and there. Yep. Do I know anybody? No. I don't know young people anymore. Yeah, we're old. We are. We are old. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we could get a Patreon donor to donate an egg, and they'd be a Patreon egg donor. Oh, we, would, we will definitely give you a t-shirt. Yeah, we'd give you a special podcast. Special podcast just for you. <laughs> that you could play for our child. <laughs> in the womb. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it would be in my womb. Uh, right now, who knows? Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I All hope right, you enjoyed is, Hypothetical this Lane. This turned weird, but sure. Oh, it got weird real quick. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. This is from Natalia. Hi, guys. I'm a geriatric Jewish genetically modified listener. Everything you're saying, I understand each word individually. I don't know <laughs> that I understand all the words together. With endometriosis that and I know. PCOS. I'm aware of that. With a husband with stupid sperm. I'm aware of, I'm definitely aware of those two things. We are campaigning to have a picture of us in a textbook waving like Taurus at Disneyland on the infertility page because that's how messed up our reproductive systems are. This email is enticing. <laughs> anywho, she said anywho, I'm writing in defense of Matt's comment about surrogates or, oh, no. or moms that carry donor eggs for themselves and their connection to the baby. 
His comments were in support of moms struggling with not carrying a child that was, quote, biologically theirs and how they would still be part of creating and developing them. True. It was not at all meant as an insensitive attack on a woman having to have her eggs carried by another, since we all know that the baby would still be genetically hers in another womb. I think his comment was supportive of all parties involved. I tried. Uh, But sometimes I fail. And someone just decided to make it an attack on their situation. Um. He and Natalia says that was the listener's interpretation and that you were humble and kind to apologize. You know, Natalia, that's the danger of podcasting. It's like you have to you have to be aware of everybody's interpretations of what you're saying. I often get myself into trouble by saying very dumb things on podcasts. But I think the beauty of, of a podcast and of me is that I can admit when uh, I'm wrong. And also I can admit when maybe I'm not wrong, but that person's feelings are real. Yeah. So... You know, I'm happy to uh, try to move past that by making that person uh, feel acknowledged and and that I am sorry. I don't mean to make anyone feel like that. Uh, We also heard from that listener who really appreciated your statement about it last week. Well, ditto, kiddo. Right back at you. Thanks for still listening. Um, Natalia also appreciates that we aren't out there portraying a fake sparkly life on social media. Do we have... No, we don't. We do not portray a fake sparkly no. life on social media. <laughs> Our social media is... Well, I'm A, not on Twitter anymore. B, I mean, I have a Twitter account, guys. It's still there. I'm just on a Twitter sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, a twiatus. Yeah, I'm on a twiatus. Uh, but my Instagram... I was looking at my Instagram the other day, and it's like... It's like all guitars. It's guitars, and every year when we go on a vacation... There's a couple of vacation photos. I, you know what I, you know, it might be an interesting case study. What? I, I'm not like going to do this. Oh, I could do it over a weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just like to live one weekend, like trying to be an Instagram person. Like an influencer? Yeah, where I just would like go, like I could just like do it in a day. I could just like go to like the montage, get a photo with a drink, go, you know. Go to the beach. Go to the beach, (laughs) take a picture of my feet in the sand, uh, you know, hit up anybody who's remotely famous and be like i'm coming over we're gonna take a selfie i'm out Thanks. and then you should also go to one of those like walls that people take the photos in thousand photos. percent <laughs> like i could do i could have a that'd be very interesting i wonder if anyone just to see like yeah, uh, yeah like, what, what i wonder is like what be? people would be like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> who has your instagram or if people would be like looks like you're having so much fun what a day matt <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Um, we try to keep it real here. We so. do. We keep it very real. All right. This is Audible. From oh, sorry. <laughs> Anonymous. Do, 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 do. 
Hi, Dory and Matt and Bo. I've been listening since the beginning of April, going through your back episodes, and I'm finally catching up to the present day. Oh, my God. I found this podcast through Forever 35. Welcome to Forever 35 listeners. Which I heard about from Rebecca Shinsky on an episode of All the Books podcast. Way to go, All the Books podcast. Thank you, Rebecca. I am going to be on one of Rebecca's other podcasts um, in a couple of weeks. So keep an ear out for that. Very exciting. I just paused your podcast to write in because of something Dory said on episode 83. Uh, Not that long ago. It's like five weeks ago. Regarding miracle babies. People just want you to listen. They don't want you to offer solutions or advice. On Friday, April 13th, my mom was the victim of domestic violence. Oh my God. It was messy and gross and the worst week of my life. She had emergency surgery and was in the hospital for a week. Jesus. Amid all the fallout, I had to talk to those closest to me and her and explain the situation. And almost every single fucking time, the other person had advice for how I or she should handle her medical care, therapy, the legal situation, moving out of her house that she shared with her abuser, etc. And honestly, I just wanted to tell them all shut up because they didn't get it. They didn't understand. So thank you. I've been listening at work and your banter and honesty has helped me cope with this trauma. Your IVF podcast is helping so many people, even those like myself who have no experience or background with IVF, but know how shitty life can be. Anonymous. P.S. I bought and loved Start Up a Novel, a paperback by Dory Shafrir. Nice. I'm a huge reader, and in the first couple weeks after my mom's attack, I couldn't bring myself to read anything, so I began focusing on books that would bring me joy. Jasmine Guillory, who I heard interviewed on Forever 35, Sarah McLean, and Dory Shafrir were all a huge part of me getting back to myself. Dory, thank you for your amazing book that helped me get out of my own head for a bit. I can't wait for your next. Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous, I agree with that last statement. Oh, thank you, honey. (laughs) Um, Very sorry to hear about what happened to your mom, and... I hope you are also taking care of yourself in all of this. I think she's got a good head on her shoulders. I'm seeing a lot of uh, positive things here, like the fact that she knows that there is medical care, therapy, legal situations, and moving out to be done. Yeah. So good good head on the shoulders there of Anonymous. Um, Yeah. Um, All right. Now, Dory, you, you know... You've got a you've got a you've got a scheduled yoga. I do. So my question to you is: Would you like to read one more and be done, and go to yoga, or would you like to come back and then finish? Um, I mean, I think ideally I would like to come back and finish, but okay, we don't you have can do to do that if you want to. Do you not want to? You're welcome to do that. No, I feel like that just sets you back a lot. Well, it just it just prolongs. makes this not yeah. get done. All right, so so we will we will wrap things up. Um, some of these emails that we didn't get to today, we will get to next week. It was a big Matt and Dory week. It was a big so Matt and Dory we week. We're rambling, and so I apologize. So I am sorry. Um, I am going to play this voicemail. However, let me get my broken headphone so I can hear it. Hey, Matt and Dory, it's Aaron Gudge. Hey, it's the Gudge. It's Gudge, motherfucker. Yeah. I can say that. Um, And uh, I just feel like Matt was, like, not on the ball with the naming of the podcast train. Like, if you guys get pregnant, (laughs) it's clearly supposed to be Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. There it is. And then once you have kids, Matt and Dory's Excellent Kid Venture. Oh, wow. The first one's better. No, I think those are all great. um, I uh, also think 
that the the notion that Dory had about your perspective as a parent being different depending on your life experience, you know, being an older parent versus being a young parent. So um, when I had my youngest, I had just barely turned 22 years old. And then when I had, or my oldest, excuse me, wow, I'd be a very precocious mom, wouldn't I? Um, so when I had my oldest, I just turned 22, and I had my youngest, I was about 31. Um, and even just that, there was a huge difference in my perspective. And of course, you're, you know, I was an experienced parent at that point, and I knew what I was doing. But it just seems like a lot of things were much easier for me than they were the first time around. Um, I definitely had a stronger sense of who I was and who I wanted to be as a parent. So it's just been the whole, you know, practice child um, syndrome. But um, I do think that being older and feeling a little bit more settled into who you are as a person will definitely help anyone as a parent. Um, but really, I was just calling to, to drop the pregnant adventure idea on you. Anyway, I uh, hope everything call. is going very well for you both. And thank you so much, as always, for the entertaining drive to work um, every week. Thank you. Aaron Gudge. Excellent adventure. I mean, come Why on. Why didn't we think about that? She also sent a follow-up email. <laughs> Thanks to Matt for the reverb cough future sponsor cough suggestion. I found a beautiful Epiphone hummingbird there for a great price. My son sure. wants to learn to play and my mom had one when she was a teenager. Yeah. This is a newer one, not an original. I didn't want to have to sell a kidney for a guitar. No. no. The anyway, Epiphone thanks. Hummingbird's great. I was, um, you know, our friends Craig and Merrill. I was with Craig when we decided he wanted to buy, he wanted to buy a guitar for Merrill for, I think it was for her birthday. And we, we went to Guitar Center and I was like, look at this Epiphone Hummingbird. It's a great, you know, it's a dreadnought guitar, beautiful, you know, got a nice burst on the All right. top there. Um, talking about that. It's got a nice etched, uh, etched, uh, Dory's looking at this like something has happened. Well, we're oh. missing a page. Are we? Yeah. What page are we missing? This we're page? missing page 11. Oh, no. Guys, can you believe there's no page 11? Well, here's this what, is part of the problem with here's printing what we're out gonna things. we're going to do. Um, I have it on my computer. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read one more email, and then I do have to go to yoga. But this is from Lex. But Dory deserves a little her time. Thank you. Guys. Um, Lex is asking for some parenting advice. Oh my God, we're waiting so long to do this. I think I do a pretty good job raising young John Cash to be the sort of person that I'd like him to be while letting him have his own identity. It seems that he is becoming kind, tolerant, and considerate while still being able to think for himself in a logical and scriptural fashion. Good job. Okay. The kid's going to be a much, uh, going to be a smarter and funnier version of me. <laughs> anyway, my dilemma. This last weekend, he came to me and asked about something he'd seen online about an early James Bond. Mm. After talking a bit about 1960s practical effects, we decided that we'd start watching the bond films together the question is where to start my inclination has always started at the beginning but i fear dr no maybe may be may just be the thing to drive a 13 year old boy with adhd <laughs> to drive off a 13 year old boy oh, with ADHD. sure the decision will forever impact young john most likely determining who his bond is for the rest of his life i'm not sure i can be responsible for that kind mm. of decision mm -hmm. um so help me, Matt, where to start off a young kid with a limited attention span who seems to understand the tropes of Bond from pop culture but has seen double O nothing? That's so hard to... 
do. All of those early 60s ones are very, they're paced very slowly. I would, you know, if he really wants the tropes, I would say the Bond movie with the most 60s tropes, like the early Bond stuff, is going to be You Only Live Twice. I was going to say, why don't you start with Goldfinger? You could, but I don't know if he'd enjoy Gold. You Only Live Twice has the volcano layer, has the bald Blofeld has um, mm. tiny helicopter. He flies around and shoots things mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. Has gadgets. Has Q. It has sort of everything you look for. Right. So I would say you only live twice, or you know, start with Goldfinger. Don't be afraid to fast forward through dull uh, vistas. <laughs> All right, it was a different time. You'd go to the movies to escape and travel. Sure. In, in those days. All right. Well, that wraps things up. Just a reminder that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. You also get early news when yeah. we are doing stuff. That's like, patreon.com slash Adventure. Um, you'll also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. Thank you to all of our new supporters from this month. Uh, you will get your names read on next month's episode. And these are the last names from this month. Oh, my God. Claudia Berger. Jane Claudia. Ennis. Nice, nice. Casey Joe or Cassie Joe, Lauren Schultz, Valerie Anderson, Danny Cav, Melanie nice. Braunbeck, Lauren, Aaron Andres, Ellen, Merid, Amanda Lanceter, hmm. Jane Collati, Greer Watson, Tiffany Stevens, Jenny Gagas, Ryan Solo, Sandy Berry, Brenna Mulvaney, and Christine McHugh. Thank you all so much. Welcome aboard. Well, those guys have been around. We will talk to you all next week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, who knows what will happen by next week. Hopefully we hear from a genetic counselor who knows some answers that we don't know. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody.